Hoke, the time is appreciated. How's this week been for you? It's good. It's good, man. It's another week. Another week covering covering Auburn football, basketball getting going. That's fun. So, man, all, all good. Hard Enjoying to complain. Yeah, hard to complain. Yeah. The weather's getting better in, uh, in the heart of football season. The location will change tomorrow for Auburn football. It will not be at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Tigers heading on the road to take on Georgia, and they've got their hands full. When you look at this matchup a little early, what jumps out to you? Oh, boy. Well, it's just the, the, Athens has been a, a house of horrors for, for Auburn lately. Um, and, and, and that's the thing that, that sort of immediately jumps out is just the lack of success there. Um, you know, haven't, haven't won there since 2005. Haven't even really been competitive since 2009 um, in, in Athens. It's just been it's been a lot of beatdowns to be honest with you. Um, and so it's, and then, you know, now you're talking about an Auburn team that's in the position they are and struggling offensively. And you're wondering how they're going to go and, and, and score points and remain competitive. So uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. It, I think that the game last week for Georgia and Missouri is interesting. Uh, given how close that was, there, there are some interesting stats when it comes to Georgia that, that might show that they're not quite as dominant as they were last year. Um, in terms of sacks, and I mean they're 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 way way down the they're in the hundreds in sacks and and in eight in the eighties in tackles for loss. Like there's a few stats that are shocking when you look at this Georgia team, but they're still really really good. Obviously their their offense is fantastic um, and their defense is still good enough. So you just wonder if Auburn can find ways can sort of recreate any of that creativity on offense. Can Robbie Ashford recreate any of that? Um, any of that stuff that he can tell us you can he do any of that against Georgia or is that stuff just going to not be consistent enough to count on it's going to be a tough day so curious to see sort of how Robbie handles his first road start I think and Justin obviously a, a lot's been made of not only Auburn's offensive struggles this year their second half struggles but as you mentioned they've just not played very well in Athens even when we even when they've had some pretty good teams so Given all of that and the uphill climb climb for Auburn to score points in Athens with an offensive line that struggled, with just an offense that struggled overall, how, how do you think Auburn best kind of go about trying to attack a Georgia team that's known for their defense in an environment that Auburn has not yet seen this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're probably going to have to do some of what you did against LSU. I mean, look, as good as Tank Bigsby is, the bottom line is that that line hasn't played well enough to run the ball consistently. And so against LSU, it sort of was an inverse. It sort of seemed like they were throwing the ball to run the ball. Um, and you allowed Robbie to, to use his legs and extend some plays. And uh, and he had a little bit of success second half running, but not a ton. Um, I just feel like they're going to have to they're going to have to do some of that. The problem is, you know, if you get that, you get third down against Georgia, you're in trouble. And so it's a balance of how do you sort of how do you sort of pass to set up the run, but also not put yourself in in situations where it's third and eight and third and nine, and they're teeing off on Robbie uh, in that offensive line. So it's a it's a uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for him. But I mean, I think you've got to you've got to give Robbie as many t- many chances as you can to be creative um, and extend in plays. You know, he's going to have to learn. Hey, you're going to go up against defense like Georgia running and sprinting to the sideline and things like that might not always be the best idea. I would love to see Robbie look for ways to just go right back up the middle, move back up the pocket. Um, He did it a couple times against LSU and it produced good results. It'd be nice if he kept focusing on that 
trying to move back up in the pocket uh, and make plays that way. But it's going to be tough sledding, but I think they're still going to have to pass the ball to, to run the ball because the offensive line just hasn't done a good enough job creating consistency running the football, uh, especially on, 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 on downs where it looks like they're going to run the ball. It's, it's been an uphill battle. Obviously, the elephant in the room here as we progress through the first half of this season for Auburn is the job status of Brian Harson. And Justin, I wonder. I guess my question is this: uh, we've all we've all had the, the the coaching hot boards. We've already started the the carousel talk and all that. But just simply put, assuming Auburn does lose this game again, twenty nine and a half point underdogs at the moment. Assuming Auburn does lose. Does the type of loss affect the timing for Brian Harson and the decision that could ultimately be made? Uh, um, I would. I mean, I would say it's possible. I wouldn't want to rule it out. I mean, you could just because you get emotions and feelings involved, especially when a, in a rivalry game. If you go there and lose forty-five to seven or something, which I don't expect to be that bad, but you go do that, it, it's similar. Look, Penn State. Nobody expected that, and when that happened, the 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 the, the, the pendulum shifted big time. I mean, it, it it really it really so could could that shift something possible? It's possible, but uh, with just one week before the bye week, um, I just don't see anything happening before at least the bye week. And as of right now, I'm not sure that he's removed during the season. I just. I think there's a lot that would go into that. There's a lot of upheaval that upheaval that would go into that. And right now, I sort of think it's trending that he makes it through the entire season. But, I mean, you can't predict. You go out there and get whipped against Georgia and get whipped against Ole Miss, back-to-back road games. That could change things. You start to look at it and go, okay, now wait a minute. We're not even competitive anymore. It absolutely could change things. You're, you, you, you never know. You never know. But I don't think it's – I don't think it's – you know, losing the game is one thing, but the way it the way it happens, it's possible. I don't, I don't think you can rule that out. It's just not a great situation all the way around, it seems. Justin Hokinson of Auburn Live, our guest here on Sports Call. You think about what's next for this football team, for this program. You mentioned the bye week coming up, and it feels as though we've heard so much talk about the bye week being a week in which change would be made. Also, uh, we keep blooming with uh, signing day coming at the end of the season, trying to recruit and build a program for the years to come. I mean, uh, any coaching change, I guess there's never an optimal time to do it, Hokinson, but it also creates this conversation of, look, when you're ready to make a change, why not go ahead and do it so that you could start to move forward? But if your coach is elsewhere, I guess that makes things a little bit difficult as well. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things to consider. I mean, who's out there? Who are you going after? Are they going to be available? You know, now do you need to do you need to do you need to start having conversations with them now? Let them know you have an opening. Do you are they going to be there in November? Is it you know, do, is it fine if you wait? You know, what, how do you sort of take into account the players and the team and the, and, the, and the seniors that came back and trying to give them, you know, the best season you can under circumstances? I mean, you just blow the season up and, and don't give those guys a fair chance to even prepare for games. That's a, that's a tough deal. But in the end, we know these are big money decisions. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough situation. Um, I mean, the money's not really an issue. I mean, if, if, if they were to let go of Harson now or at the end of the year, I think it's like a $300,000 difference. So it's not like there's some dramatic fall off in the buyout in November compared to, compared to now. So it really just depends on, you know, would he take a reduced buyout potentially? Does it get too toxic in terms of the, 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 
the the losses do they get you know are they blowouts and um things like that recruiting is already stagnant to be honest i mean i know they had a good weekend they had a lot of kids in for the lsu game and the atmosphere impressed them but but in terms of trying to get kids to commit it i mean it's going to be pretty stagnant you might have a couple out there that you can maybe get over the next couple of months but overall it's already pretty stagnant um it's not as big a concern with the transfer portal uh, you know you can go out there and you can you can you can close that gap a little bit better in the past you know it might be a whole recruiting cycle that's done well now if you get a coach in in november you still got the transfer portal. you can go out there and make hay and salvage some of that um by landing some kids there but yeah there's not a good time necessarily right now there's not necessarily a great time to do it uh you just need to have a plan in place when you when you are ready to do it and when you don't have an ad involved that's just one more thing to throw a wrench into this deal trying to line up all your ducks in a row before you before you make a decision it's funny here we are we talk sports for three hours a day each and every day justin and yet some figures really make you pause for a little bit and think about things i know the jimbo fisher buyout numbers uh, were creating a stir on the internet because my oh my how much money is out there and then like you're saying a three hundred thousand dollar difference compared to what part of the year a head coach is fired at auburn in the grand scheme of things that's just wild to sit there and think about man (laughs) that's a lot of money at the end of the day yeah it is i think it's 15.6 or so you know maybe at the bye week and 15 you know 15.3 at the end and it is it is um but you know if you're going to buy them out for that much at at the end of the day i guess 300,000 is not that much but it's you know, look, it's a situation where I mean, these buyouts, I mean, Auburn's still paying on Gus Malzahn. Yeah. Um, now they're going to be paying out on Brian Harson. They're then going to have to probably pay out a little bit on assistance. Then they're going to have to go hire a coach. There's a lot of money about to be tossed around right now um, as, as, as far as the Auburn football program is going. Just got a $100 million facility that's, that's finishing up. So um, NIL, you know, on, on, on the victories trying to, you know, raise their money. They're eleven plus million dollars. So there's there's a lot of money being thrown around right now, trying to trying to, I guess, uh, fix this situation at Auburn football, create past you know, fix past mistakes, buyouts, all that stuff. So it'll just be interesting um, what direction what direction they go in the next couple of months, and and watch these money figures tick up. And then who's the athletic director making these decisions? Well, what's the latest that you can give us as, a, again, Rich McGlynn's got that interim tag as Alan Green no longer holding that post in the Auburn Athletics Department. So looking for a new AD, what does that look like, Justin? Yeah, I still think, I told our, our subscribers at AuburnLive.com that, but I still think uh, John Hartwell at Utah State is the front runner there. I think he's been the front runner for probably a week and a half or so. Um, Mobile native has some ties to Auburn. Was at Troy as well. Still think he's the front runner. Um, I think that uh, Rich McGlynn is certainly in the picture. He's got support from from coaches there. He certainly wants the job. Um, but I'm but I wouldn't call him in the leader right now. I think he's just kind of in the mix. But I think it's kind of John Hartwell's job to lose at this point. I, I know that kind of behind the scenes. Um, without going into specifics, John Harwell, I know there's, he's behaving in some ways that, that very much uh, indicate he thinks he will be the guy. So, um, you know, that goes into, I think, probably indications he's receiving from Auburn, things like that. So he's still kind of the front runner um, with, with McGlynn in the mix there. I'm not sure I would consider anybody else. I mean, 
Ken Jackson pushing. They were looking into Mitch Barnhart a little bit. Like, there's still some due diligence going on there, but I'm not sure I would I would really put anybody else in the in the mix right now. Is the and so timetable wise, like what what is the pressure there, if any pressure at all, when you deal with an athletic director search and uh, kind of what is the ex- expectation for when this could be done? Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's an interesting one. It's just the timeline of of trying to at least name an AD on, on, on here's who it's going to be in a start date. Hey, right. here, here's what's going to be and they're going to start in January or whatever it might be. And where does that line up in terms of, you know, making a move from uh, a move on from, from Harson um, and, and sort of h- how you, how you want that to work. Um, so, yeah, I would imagine they would want to name an AD and then, and then, and then, and then, and then make a change um, as far as Harson goes. Um, and so that's interesting. If 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 Harson somehow survives till November, now are you waiting until, you know, how, how long are you waiting until uh, you potentially name an AD? I think they're moving quickly, but AD searches generally take a long time. I mean, there should be a lot of due diligence that goes into that. Chris Roberts, a former engineer, is certainly going to do his due diligence. So I think it's generally a process that takes a while. So I think given that they're moving as quickly as they can, there's urgency, but. Um, I'm not exactly sure on a date of, of when it would happen. I mean, my, I, outside of the next two months, it's hard to say. All right, let's get one more question for you and let you get out of here. Justin Hokinson joining us here. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Jay Hokinson uh, for all your latest Auburn football and basketball needs. Again, auburnlive.com is what you should check out. One month from today uh, is November 7th, and not only is that my birthday, uh, but it's also the first official game for the Auburn men's basketball season. So uh, with one month on the clock until the men's basketball season gets off and running, what's the big storyline? What's the big thing we're all watching for this Tigers bunch, Justin? Yeah, I, I can't wait to sort of watch them play a little bit more. Obviously, news news yesterday that Chance Westry had a, a little minor knee surgery uh, will be out three to four weeks, um, but nothing that's going to affect him long term. Um, he's actually been at practice, so it's just it's more or less something that needed to be cleaned up. It's not like he was totally incapacitated um, in, within, within the last week, so something to watch there um you know i think the i think the storyline with this team is just going to be the 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 uh you know how, how janai broom sort of um meshes in with this team his evolution down low i think will be something that auburn fans haven't seen in a while I mean, he's got real good skill uh on the low post pretty good mid-range game can shoot the three uh, decently well has great touch i mean he's got legitimate game as a low post player uh, can block shots. So I think it's going to be, hey, how does he fit in with, with what Auburn does in terms of running and gunning and as fast as they play? And I don't I don't know under Pearl that they've had a legitimate, other than Austin Wiley, and they didn't really play through him. Guy that, that you dump down low. So it'll be interesting to see how Janai Brim um, sort of um, evolves and is used in this offense. Um, you, you know, Yuan Traor, how he's sort of used. But I think more importantly, it's the guards. It's Katie Johnson, it's Zep Jasper, and it's Wendell Green. It's the maturity of level of them. It's the, the level of toughness from them. It's the decision-making from them. I think those guys are going to lead this team in terms of how physical they are, how, how smart they play, um, you know, how they adjust, how they play on the road. Those three guys, to me, are going to set the tempo. And I think they're the ones that I'm going to look at and see 
can they take steps forward from last year and become really mature, smart basketball players and leaders and lead the rest of that team? I think as those three guards go and kind of their mood and attitude goes, I think the rest of the team will go. I can't wait to see it again 30 days from today, one month from today. Not only do I celebrate my birthday, but Auburn men's basketball takes on George Mason to open up the show. So, Justin, thanks the season, I should say. Thanks so much for joining us here today. For folks riding around listening to this conversation, if they want more Auburn live coverage, uh, how can they get involved? How can they sign up and support you guys? Yeah, AuburnLive.com, part of the On3 Sports Network. I think it's 50% off right now. They're running. They never tell me when they run these deals. So, <laughs> I think it's... Uh, I think it's 50% off right now, so go take advantage of that. Um, we'd love to have you, and uh, and happy early birthday to you, man. That'll be a, that'll be a fun day. <laughs> Look at that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Go. We'll talk soon, Justin, okay? You got it.